There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Stay alive, baby. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. We're going to tell you about the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. I am Ketrin Porter. And I'm Kim Burns. Congratulations on that. Kim Burns' are fantastic. Thanks. It's a really great thing to be, if I do say so, to you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. yep, that's, <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything in return and that's exactly how it played out. Cool. <laughs> you shouldn't give compliments <laughs> expecting to receive a compliment. Oh, what did I, what, I just heard something like that in a show that I just watched that I loved. Oh, gifts should never flatter the giver. And I was, which is slightly similar it was somebody who like gifted gifted a book that she wrote to other people and her husband was like being a dick to her and said that was like gifts should never flatter the giver I was like first of all that was very salty but also quite poetic (laughs) I uh started watching true detective I had watched the first season couldn't get through the second, which is pretty par for the course, I heard. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw that Jodie Foster was in this season, the fourth yeah. season, I was like, I'm going to go give season three a shot with Mahershala Ali and Stephen Dorff. Kim? It was one of the best seasons of television that I've ever seen. Is the whole season out already? Season three. I I went back and watched season three, and it was the best season of television I've ever seen in preparation for now I'm going to watch season four. Oh, the current one is four. Oh, yeah. I watched season three. Who's in it? Oh, my touch. Okay. And Stephen Dorff. I was thinking you were talking about the current one this whole time. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah. I watched it. I don't remember it. Oh, my God. I love it. 
I loved it so much. Um, I'm I'm like rewatching. Yeah, I'm excited it. for Jodie Foster's. Yeah, I I'm really. I mean, obviously, only the first episode is out. I hate when I forget that, like, sometimes you have to wait a week for things to come out. Like, I'm so used to binging things. What is this, 1992? Uh, I know. So, it like, that episode was over, and then I was like, what? No more. But it comes out on Sunday. What are you watching these days? Um, I have two things, three things to talk about. Great. One, One. is about what we're going to watch on Patreon. So we'll put a pin in that. Put a crystal okay. on it. Oh, I forgot okay. my book. So much just happened in my brain. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, my book is here. I remembered it, but I put it on the other side of my oh, computer. No. Hold on. Let me reach for it. I got it. Okay. Um, one note about my movie last week, No One Will Save You, that I forgot to tell you the whole time. What? Uh, is there's no dialogue in the whole movie. Shut the front door. Which, like, to be honest, I didn't really even notice until it was kind of talked about, like, afterwards or when I was, like, looking up the meaning or whatever. And I was like, there was no dialogue, was there? Oh, Like, at one point, I think she says, like, I'm sorry to, like, the friend or whatever. But, like, in her weird little dream state or whatever. So, like, she says, I'm sorry. But, like, other than that, like, she never, like, has a conversation with anyone and never really talks. I mean, the aliens talk to each other, but they're like sure. clickety clacking on their finger toes. Yeah. Oh so my God, that's fascinating. That was just like a fun note that I forgot to mention after well, yeah. we recorded. And yeah. someone just reminded me in my Instagram DM. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Point number oh, two. The point other of order one. number two. This is the most important one of all of them. Great. Have you seen Saltburn? No, we're watching it with cousin. We have a movie date with cousin to watch Saltburn. It we is need on our agenda. To talk about Saltburn. Oh my god, I can't wait. We need to have a Saltburn corner whenever I you guys watch it. Wh- can't what's wait. your date set? How many weeks? Tell I, us. I don't know. I mean, but I'll I'll get it. Oh god, I just dropped my pen. Like I just uh, <laughs> I watched it on the plane. Uh, we gotta I, talk I'm, about Saltburn! I need someone to talk to Saltburn about with me. I'm going to text Cousin right now. We're. It's a a panic. Uh, I'm like, can I come? I mean, you guys set up the date for whenever it is, but I just want to come and I'll watch you guys watch it. Oh, Kim, just. Okay. You're on the podcast right now, Cousin. I'm sending you a voice memo as we record this. Kim's second point of important business today was whether or not. I have watched Saltburn because the most important of all points, the most important of all points, she says. Um, So we need to get that date on the calendar so that we can watch it. And also I can talk to Kim about it. Okay, bye. Everyone say bye to cousin. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. um, Just really need that to happen. Okay, well, it's on the agenda. So point number three that I put a crystal in. All right, so I need to calm down for a second. Sorry. From Saltburn. <laughs> uh, Saltburned. Oh, join our Patreon. We mm-hmm. are starting a new mini series. <sighs> so the Sammies voted, and we're going to watch mm-hmm. the show Swarm. Yes. As our so new mini series. So I'm really excited. If, and if you're listening to this right now, we've already talked about the first episode. Um, because that's happening 
And we'll be doing the second episode this Saturday of you listening along with a postmortem. Yes, we will. Um, Did you already watch the first episode? I haven't watched any. Did you? I did. Oh. I did. It's going to give us a lot to talk about. Great. I can't wait. For sure. Yeah, so join our Patreon, guys. Um, So we can talk about that. Okay, were those your points of business? Those are my points of business, um, okay. points of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Florida for my aunt's 85th birthday. Oh, that's right. You did. That was did. really fun. I got to hang out with my mama and my brother. The three yeah. of us aren't together that often. And my nieces and some cousins and aunts I haven't seen in forever. And it was just real great. It was a grand, old, sweet, special time. And you were I'm staying somewhere went. that did not have Florida vibes. It had excellent hearth vibes. It was the tallest hearth I've ever been a part of. Like it, I, the the opening of the hearth part of the hearth was as tall as me. Like yeah. you you cooked stuff in it. It had a that's, bar yeah. to cook things. That's the kind of hearth I'm trying to be a part of. Yeah, because we were sure. in like fucking like central country. Florida like yeah something it you just looked like you were in like a very wintry place and so I was like like an old it was like an old-timey farm country house okay farm Farm country house house. okay that checks out yeah that was Um, full of antiques just like a clutter of antiques everywhere oh my god you would have loved it it. I would have for sure um I'm so glad you got um, to do that today's the last day of Tomorrow is the last day of my job. Yay! And then I don't know what I'm doing with my life, and I'm kind of panicking, and oh, fuck, oh, my God, oh, no, someone save me. You're going to figure it out. Because you always do. You're a badass bitch. I will, and I do. And I I know I've said this multiple times, but I'm going to say it again just to remind you. I truly believe that once this current job is out of your brain, things will feel less daunting and overwhelming yeah because training someone in my job which is the job of 57 people Mm -hmm. is impossible to do in like a week so Mm -hmm. I'm very stressed about it Mm -hmm. and yeah and so like how are you even supposed to think about like what's my next job go- like you can't even Yeah, I have no time, energy or brain power. So, which was kind of the issue the whole time. The with the job, not the whole mm-hmm. time, but as of late anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my life. What am I doing? <sighs> don't know. Um spoiler alert, she's going to figure it out and she's going to thrive. I've known this bitch for 23 years and that's all she does. Figure it yes. out and thrive. So, um, I don't have any business right now. So, maybe I'll have business next week. But I do have a movie to tell you. Great. I'd love to hear it. Okay, great. So, this movie is The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Ooh. It. Oh, when did it come out? That's one thing I didn't look up. Uh, so it is directed by Andre Overdahl, I think is how you say it. And then it is uh, written by Bragi F. Shute. 
can only presume that that's how it's pronounced. Um, and Zach Olkowitz. And then, of course, Bram Stoker. Because mm-hmm. this is based on um, part of that book. Nice. I won't go into detail quite yet. I do want to see when this came out, though. Wasn't it last year? I feel like it was, but I just want to confirm. 2023. Yeah. I don't know much about it, but I've seen some scary pictures. Listen, it has some scary pictures in it, for sure. Um, Worth a watch. It's another film that is uh, visually beautiful um, from, from that perspective. Lots of lanterns. I didn't even plan it that way. I watched this on on a plane as well. Um, and it was the one horror movie on the plane. So thank you to British Airways for they're the sponsor of this episode. <laughs> um, okay. So Dead or Alive. Clemens. Mm, dead. Anna. Alive. Uh, Captain. Dead. Uh, Wojciech. Dead. Abrams. Dead. Cook. Dead. Olgarin, Mr. O. Dead. Larson. Dead. Petrovsky. Dead. And Toby. Dead. We'll see how I do, but I just feel like if fucking some form of Dracula-ish is involved, a lot of people are going to die. We'll find out. (laughs) Or they all live and you suck. they all live. So, there's a uh, title card that happens. I'm, I'm... meant to I literally wrote look up caption and then I didn't look it up and then I just tried to find it and I couldn't find it but basically it's talking about how this is based on uh Bram Stoker's Dracula and the captain's log of captain's log yes that's exactly what it sounds like and the guy who plays the captain played Davos in Game of Thrones and that's actually how he talks saying that this was just sort of like a um a blip in that story of like how Dracula got to London, basically. Mm. So Captain's Log reminds me of Star Trek. Is that Star yeah. Trek? Yeah. Uh, okay. So we are on some rainy, foggy, rocky British uh, cliffs. Um, there's a lighthouse. And somebody comes knocking frantically on the lighthouse door. And, uh, or maybe they're knocking on the constable's door. They're knocking on somebody's door and they're like, there is a fucking shipwreck right the fuck outside, right on the, on, on the shore. And it's like really fucked up. Like it it is a shippity shipwreck. It's shipwrecked. (laughs) And, uh, they're like the boat's blown in with the storm because there's a big fucking storm happening. And we see... Whitby, England, August 6th, 1897. So they go down to the shore and they're investigating. And this is like a very rocky English shore. So like 
the ship is is if it wasn't fucked before, it's fucked now because it's just like part of the rocks now. Um, and there is one of the police officers or whatever they're called in 1897. And he's like the constable. Well, the constable. But know. then I'm like, is that the king? Is that the king of the police or are they all constables? I'm unclear. I'll post more to it. Um, Fletcher is enough. his name. I care. Uh, Fletcher is his name. And he's sitting on a rock and he's like hyperventilating and he's super freaked out. And the constable's like, Fletcher, bro, what's up? And he's like, there's no one alive. I told you. I told you. Everyone dies when Dracula's involved. (laughs) Uh, But he did grab the captain's log. So he hands the captain's log to his boss. And we hear the last entry as a voiceover in the captain's log. And we hear, this log is a record and warning. And if it finds you, God help you as he has abandoned the Demeter. We tried to stop him. If we didn't succeed, God have mercy on your souls. And Fletcher is like, so I'm not going back on that boat, though. Like, I'm done for the day. I'm clocking out. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Um, And then I wrote, oh, it's a proper shipwreck. And I was like, oh, I must have. I was definitely on a plane back from the UK that I wrote proper shipwreck. Um, And we see that the sails appear to be smeared in blood as is the mermaid on the front. (gasps) Oh no. Which is called. (sighs) I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. I know it's on the stern of the ship. Is it? Or is that the bow? (laughs) I do know that port is the left side and starboard is the right because port and left both have four letters in them. And that's how I remember it. The bow of the ship, the stern of the ship, the bow. I think the bow is the front. We can't do this. It, there's so there's so many ship terms. We have to just move past them. We can't get me all wrapped up in the fucking sails of we the ship. We cannot pretend that we're ship scientists no. because we're not. Because we're not. Uh, so clearly, clearly, we don't even so, know what the mermaid's called. God damn it! I, I know. Uh, so we cut to uh, daytime. So new, new time, and a title gar- card <laughs> says four weeks earlier. Okay, new time, and there is a wooden crate. And it has a dragon seal on it. And it is being carried uh, to a seaport town by Cabbage. Cabbage? Mm-hmm. Cabbage! <laughs> I was so excited to write that. <laughs> You're a bitch. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of dudes uh, traveling by Cabbage, like kind of around a mountain. <laughs> Do you want to tell people what that means? I thought I was just hoping they could get it from context clues. Uh, Kim couldn't think of the name of a wagon or a carriage. And so she said cabbage. And so now that's <laughs> all I will be calling those particular vehicles cabbages. Um, so 
it's a bunch of wooden shipping crates and they're uh, being carried uh, by some men. And uh, there's a shot of the Demeter at port. And we are introduced to our main character, Clemens, who is playing poker. But this is kind of the idea where, like, if you are a dude that hangs out at a shipping port, you are probably hoping to be, like, brought on board a ship as a crew member and be paid. Right. Uh, so now we're back with the, with the cabbage coming around the mountain. And we see... Uh, oh, no, we hear another voiceover of the captain's log. And he says, 6th of July, made port in Varna, Bulgaria. So that's where we are right now, Varna, Bulgaria. And uh, Captain says to his, to a little boy, he says, don't wander far, Toby. And Toby says, I won't, Grandpa. He's probably like a 10-year-old boy, very cute. So his grandpa is the captain of the Demeter. And... Do you know when Bram Stoker's Dracula takes place? After this. Or before this. I don't, actually. I feel like 1897 is... Seems late. Not that long ago in terms of Dracula. Agreed. Agreed. I might have gotten that time frame wrong. Like, maybe this happens... Maybe this happens towards the end. It might happen towards the end of Bram Stoker's Dracula, possibly. So, I'll look it up. I'll see. I haven't read it, so I'm only guessing. Voiceover continues. Our crew was a few hands short, and I have tasked Mr. Wojciech to remedy that before we take on cargo. So Mr. Wojciech is the first mate, and it's his job to hire people from the port before they load all of this cargo on. Uh, The poker game, where our main character Clemens is playing, They get word like, ooh, there's a ship here that's trying to hire. So they all kind of line up on the stairs. And this one like real piratey ass looking dude, like he's got like a big scar across his eye that also might be a tattoo. And he's just like ripped his sleeves off his shirt. And he's just like really tan and his skin is made of leather. (laughs) And he's like, I come on ship. I'm strong as ox. And I'm like, I bet you are, buddy. You seem really, really strong, man. And lift the whole ship up yourself. Yeah. So now... I'll uh, carry ship across town. <laughs> yeah. And put it on cabbage. I, <laughs> it's never not going to be funny to me. <laughs> so now Wojciech comes to Clemens and the captain says, you look educated. And because of his clothes, I guess. And I think he's carrying like what looks like a old timey doctor bag. And he's, he's wearing a monocle. He, no, he's not wearing a monocle, but there was something about his clothes where he was like, you look smart. And I was like, he looks like everybody else. But sure. Uh, we learned that he's a doctor. And Wojciech is being a big fucking dick to him. And I couldn't tell if he was being a dick because he finds educated people hoity toity. Or if he was being a dick because Clemens is black, or if it was both. It's unclear. Mm. Um, 
And Wojciech is basically like, we don't need a doctor on board. We need strong arms. And I was kind of like, you do need a doc. Like, you should definitely have a doctor on board. That yeah. seems like something you should definitely have on board. Um, but Clemens is like, well, I diphtheria. Yeah. Or scurvy. Scurvy. Haven't you seen Oregon Trail? Yeah. We're, we all died in our cabbages of dysentery. Dysentery. Um, That's the word I was thinking of. Oh. So Clemens is like, well, I learned astronomy too. And Wojciech is being a dick and he's like, he's like, Oh, astronomy, but like in 1897 speak, you know, mm-hmm. and Clemens is like, <laughs> I can navigate by the stars. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Like he's basically like if you lose a compass, I can I'm look at the stars. Now. Yeah. So Wojciech is just being a dick. Um, is Wojciech big strong man or he's no first mate? First mate. Yeah. First mate. Uh, so he passes over him first for strong guy for Oxman. Um. The men who brought the crate are basically like they take the crates off their cabbages and then are like, peace out and like hand Wojciech a bag of money. But then they're like, we're not helping you load it up. And Wojciech is like, what What the fuck? Like, I guess maybe that's customary that it's like, no, we need help like loading these. Yeah jargantic crates into this ship and instead uh the 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 bulgarian men are like nope we gotta leave before the sun sets good luck may you see the end of your journey goodbye (laughs) and they leave so cut to them loading the crates on cut to clemens being sad and poor uh cut to dead-eye strong ox man and he's like you know a rope and pulley loading the crate on and he catches a glimpse of the dragon seal on one of the boxes and he's like (gasps) and he like lets the rope slip a little bit and the crate like becomes detached dislodged Clemens sees that the fucking thing is about to fall on little baby Toby grandson. <gasps> oh no. So Clemens runs and pushes Toby out of the way. Captain obviously tells Wojciech, uh fire strong oxman and hire Clemens. Strong Oxman goes, you can't fire me. I quit, bitch. Like, he's <laughs> like, nobody told me about dragon seals and devil serpents and shit. God save you all. Deuces. And he pieces out, too. Normally, you'd be like, oh, well, good. We got our guy on board. But I don't think that's for the good of anyone. Well, question on one. Board is a good thing. Yeah. So question one. What do you do? What does Clemens do? So you've seen all of these interactions. You've seen the Bulgarians be like, we cannot get out of here fast enough. And you've seen big, strong Oxman run off with his tail between his legs. Bypassing money. Right. Which, not something we do. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not going to go. I'm no dummy. Okay. 
No, I'm not trying to be on a serpent dragon ship either. Mm hmm. I. He's real poor, though, you said. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think he goes. Real educated, real poor. What is he, a millennial? (laughs) (laughs) But, um. Stupid. (laughs) You're dumb. Um, so Wojciech gives Clemens a job, but is fucking rude about it. We then see as the crate is being hoisted back up that there is like dirt coming out of it. Like it's cracked and there's dirt coming out of it. Uh, now we cut to Toby playing with his dog Huckleberry on the um on the ship deck and they're they've cast off into open sea here we go the baby's on there toby yeah oh no Mm -hmm. toby yeah so now we cut back to the cabbage drivers who are heading back british he's so cute he's so cute oh yeah he for sure has a british accent and he's got like long floppy brown hair he's so cute I want so, one. I want a British baby. <laughs> we gotta get. I saw so many in Wales. I almost stole one and brought Ugh, it back for you. Bring it back next time. It wouldn't. It wouldn't fit. I only had a carry on. It wouldn't fit. Sure. Um, I'll bring a check back next time. Throw one in. Thank you. Think of your friends so, once in a while. I know. Jeez. I'm so selfish. So we cut to cabbage drivers back up on the mountain, looking out over the port. And they see the Demeter cast off, and he just crosses himself. He's like, goodbye. Whoa. So now we cut to Toby. Bulgaria, eh? Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder how close that is to... Transylvania? Yeah. I imagine it's close. I'll postmortem it. So now we cut to Toby, and he comes up to Clemens, and he's like, have you ever seen a dead man? <laughs> and Clemens is like, uh, yeah, I think he says, yeah, because he, you know, was a doctor or whatever. And Toby is like, let me give you a tour. And he's like, Huckleberry is my dog. We call him Huck for short. And uh, we go into the cargo hold. So like this is like there it's a he, it's a huge ship and there's huge a bunch of huge crates in there. You can really like move around in that cargo hold. And so he shows him, uh, tells him that the car that they're headed to London because also like Clemens is just like I just hopped on this boat. I don't know where it's going. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to get paid. So he's like, we're going to London, and then he also like knocks on a piece of wood, and he's like, if you ever need if you ever need help, just knock. It echoes through the whole boat. Mm-hmm. So like, if you knock, people up on deck can hear it and shit like that. Uh, and we get a whole thing about how the captain is upset that like metal boats are replacing wooden boats and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Toby takes him into the livestock area and he's like, meet my crew. Um, he's like, it's my job to take care of them until we eat them all. Oh, baby. But I mean, you know, they need protein. So it's like goats and a pig and things Mm -hmm. like that. Sure. Uh, he then introduces him to the galley cook, and we learn that the galley cook is 
very religious because he's like, uh, tell, he's like, Toby, tell the new guy that uh, I only serve, I don't serve anyone who takes the Lord's name in vain. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. And then the captain, oh, he's logging cargo. So, like, he's writing, like, what cargo we have, the number of men, and documenting the morale, which is currently good because everyone's dancing on deck and drinking whiskey. It sounds like a blast. It does. It sound sounds like, a, like blast. A, just a boat party. It sounds like a boat party. It sounds great. I'm on a boat. Motherfucker on a. <laughs> My friend Sarah, like, played that as, like, one of the main dances at her wedding. Like, like just shy of, like, a first dance <laughs> was that song. And one of the many reasons I love her. So, cut to Wojciech talking to Captain. The crew is drunk and singing. It's nighttime now. And Captain said, says, I've decided this is my final voyage. He says, I'm going to retire to a little cottage in Ireland. <gasps> yes. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Uh, he says, I promised my daughter I wouldn't let the sea bleach the soul out of him, meaning Toby. And I intend to keep that promise. Oh. And he says, I'll be leaving the ship to you. The Demeter couldn't ask for a better captain. To who? And Wojciech. Oh. And Wojciech is choked up. Like, he's definitely, like, very much looks up to the captain, takes his job very seriously, considers the Demeter his home. And so, like, this is, like, a huge, huge honor for him to be, um, you know, given the keys to the ship. Mm-hmm. Cut down ominously. We cut away from the revelry and drunken singing down to a box with a dragon seal on it and some ominous music to accompany it. Uh, we then cut to sleep, sleep time. This part would have been tough for you <gasps> because yeah. everyone is a sweep and there are just rats crawling all over everybody. Oh, just crawling, just crawling across them. Just, Living their rat life on top of your sleeping body. <laughs> what? Is that not tough for everyone? Was that not tough for you? Well, we learned. It would be specifically tough for me. It would be. I hate it. Yeah. Get them off yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we, I just don't think anyone wants rats crawling on the mother sleeping. Well, I'll give you. you we're going to learn some lore about rats on a boat later. So hold that. Hold that thought. Uh, I also have, in fact, woken up with a rat on my chest staring at me. So where my I've told you this before. My friend Rachel, I popped it out. She had a pet rat named Templeton. Okay, and more acceptable as a pet. But I didn't know that they just let him run around the house. New York City rat. And so. We were having a sleepover and we were sleeping in sleeping bags on the living room floor after having just watched Candyman. And I woke up and there was a rat on my chest. What did you do? 
I froze and just like stared at it in the eyes. I hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily, like once my brain came online, I was like, that's Templeton. But I'd rather he wasn't on my chest, obviously. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so I guess like it's just one of those in things. The street in like Baltimore or New York. I don't really see them in L.A., but I've, I've Baltimore, seen them New York, in, in Chinatown. Like huge, huge, huge. Like you could put a leash on them and walk them. Yeah, they're like the size of a Chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want it on me. Eric would cry. Honey, I just got finished describing a scene in The Last Voyage of the Demeter where they're all asleep on a ship, and it's just, it's just rats crawling all over them as they sleep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eric, Eric, has, Eric has problems with uh, That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Most people don't like rodents crawling on them. I don't like it. I'm just, we learn about them later. We learn about the symbolism of a rat on a boat. And also, I survived a rat attack. And so I feel <laughs> like I'm more equipped than the average person, is all I'm saying. <laughs> do you want me to sign you up to the next episode of I Survived? I do. I'm going to put a submission in. I'll, I, I survived a rat attack. Um, <laughs> so, cut to our friend, the crate. Moving? Our friend, the crate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it appears to be like moving a little bit, but it's also like, are you moving or is the boat moving? Mm-hmm. What's moving? But then we see that it doesn't appear to have been like the knot that is securing it, like comes undone. Mm-hmm. That also was unclear where it was like, is somebody undoing this knot or did somebody do a bad job at tying the knot? You can't really tell. Or is it magic? Or is it magic? Uh, Every little thing she does is magic. <laughs> do you recall last week when you sang like an entire verse and chorus of a song from the last five years? <laughs> I don't, but, or I didn't until you said it, but yeah. I recall it now. It was great. It was beautiful. I could sing the whole album to you. I know you could. (laughs) Uh, So we also see that the rats that we were so quick to dismiss are now picking up on something and scurrying away. Ooh, I bet those rats were crawling on you now because now what are the rats scurrying away from? I ask thee. Um. So follow the rats. I'm okay following the rats. I just don't want to snuggle them. Snuggle them. They're snuggle just rat. like yucky. I think they're cute. I want um, to think they're cute. I just when I think oh about God. it and try to be in a loving manner, it makes me barf. I actually totally get that. So Eric is the exact same way. He like wants to think they're cute. And he's like, I just have a visceral reaction to it, which is how I am with bugs. So I do get it. Like I want to have like a zero opinion about bugs or like not want to like I don't I don't like how they make me feel and I wish that that I had no feelings about bugs or had positive feelings towards bugs so I get it yeah I mean I pretty much feel that way about bugs too well we know ants 
Coachella. I can still handle ants. I just can't handle a Coachella amount of ants. Sure. At sure. one time in a tiny little space. That's <laughs> um, no good. Which <laughs> I think is fair. I, and then cockroaches really skeeve me out. They make me want to explode from the inside out. Yeah, I, I agree. I would be open to maybe finding a rat cute if I can find like an Instagram or TikTok or something where someone's like putting a cute outfit on them and like feeding them oh. and they're cute. I think I follow that exact account. I'll see if I can find it for we'll you. We'll see if I, it skews me out still. Yeah, let's not. see if it's in like a cute little ruffle there's dress. There's a very still- cute uh, raccoon one that I love. And I, I just made me fall in love with raccoons. I mean, I wasn't, Mwah. I didn't have such a strong aversion to raccoons, to be honest. Yeah. I probably could hug them already. Mm-hmm. But this guy wears little sweater vests and then like he sits down and whenever they're about to hand him food, he like reaches out for it. Like, gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> and then he just sits and eats with his two hands. <laughs> He's so cute. I love him. That's so cute. I'll see if I can find you some cute rats. Um, all right. So now we cut to the next meal and they're all talking about how they're going to spend their bonus because I guess if they make it, so they're all getting paid, but, but if they make it to London in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. then they everyone on the crew gets a bonus. Okay. So they're all talking about what they're going to spend their bonus on. And it's mostly booze and whores, like brothels and booze. That's all these dudes want to do. And I'm like, I get it. Um, and Captain tells them. Captain spends her weekends. She gets it. Booze and brothels all, all day, all day, every day. Um, Captain tells them to like watch, watch their mouth, like talking about because they like mime what they're going to do at a brothel. Oh. And Toby's like, Toby. I'm al- Toby's like, I'm almost nine and I know what a brothel is. And they're all like, what? It's where men take off the knickers. Oh, it is. He's so cute. It is where men take off their knickers. Um, so they all ask Clemens, like, what does he want to get with his bonus? And he's like, I only desire one thing in this world, and that's to understand it. And everyone's like, boo! <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, oh, well, then give me your fucking portion of the bonus, and you can go understand the world. Um and all of a sudden, Huck starts barking. And the captain tells Toby to go see what's making the livestock upset. So I guess Huck was barking, but he was barking because, like, the livestock was being weird. So Clemens follows him and is like, they're probably, they probably just sense a storm coming. But they're, like, really losing it. And so Clemens has the idea of, like, he puts a blanket over them to calm them down. And I was like, Mm. we know on KK Sam, you can't just put a blanket over your problems. And that's literally (laughs) exactly what they just did. And it does not bode well. (laughs) But if you could put a blanket over me and just wrap me up and hold me, that would be great. I'll do it. Um, So the storm knocks the boat over, like just not knocks the boat over, but like it's knocking the boat around, you know, and they (laughs) and they hear something fall. In the cargo hold. So they go in. They're lanterning around. The lanterns are gorgeous. <laughs> Against the foggy <laughs> night sky of the sea. Oh, 
M G. The C? <laughs> it's beautiful. So they find the dragon crate has fallen open, like it's totally on its side, and a bunch of dirt has fallen out of it onto the ground. Yeah. And in the pile of dirt, Clemens sees like fabric. So he like goes to like pull at it and it's a girl's arm. And this girl comes out. She's like, (gasps) and she's like almost fucking dead. Like she, if you just looked at her and she wasn't moving and making gasping noises, you'd be like, that's a dead person. She looks There's extremely dead. There's a girl in the box. There's a girl in the box. Um, I'm the girl in the box. Wow, I just had two box song references back to back. I don't Way know the to second go one. Uh, it's um, it's um, Alice in Chains. Um, oh. the man in the box. You know the song. Um, cut it, Clemens, laying. The dirt girl on the table. And the whole crew is not jiving with this whole situation. One, they're like, she's a stowaway. And we deal with stowaways one way. And it is... We make them walk the plank? Make them walk the plank. Yeah. Um, And then in addition... Women are not viewed favorably on boats. They they referenced this earlier, but I don't know if you knew that women were considered like bad luck on a boat. Women are bad luck on a boat. Yeah, that's like old. Whatever. I feel like I have heard that boat lore. We had a whole yeah. postmortem about boat lore one time. We did. Harpoon. I bet it was for harpoon. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then the crew also rightly is like, you know, Forget stowaway culture. Forget bad luck omen. What if she's fucking diseased? Which I was like, Meh, well, that's, that's fair. Um, so question two, what do you do? What does Clemens do? I so the whole crew is being like, throw her over a barn. I think Clemens is like, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. she's a person. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. we can get her to London safely and I'll take, you know, make her check her for disease. Okay. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> and what, do you, <laughs> what do you do? I'm gonna... Fuck, I don't know if this girl is. This, this is a demon or not, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know what's best to do. I think Kim's going to go hang out with the livestock with a blanket over top. I know. I'm just going to snuggle with them. Mm. I bet they keep the rats away. Maybe. Uh, fuck. Do I keep her or do I throw her overboard? (laughs) I would love to see you as a pirate wench. I think you'd be great at it. I would have so much fun. You'd be such a great pirate wench. You would not have fun. You would hate living on a boat. Like, you would hate living on a boat. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to like, like, live ship. on a boat and, like... What do you think a pirate wench is? 
I just want more the vibe of Pirate the Wench. Vibe of Pirate Wench. Pirate Wench chic. Ah, okay. How about Bar Wench? They stay on land. Bar Wench. I they've could got do. a. They've got a bar similar. Wench. I've already yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, Kim's already been. A, I've already been attacked by a rat, and Kim's already been a bar wench. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like something I've already done in this lifetime. Yeah, it and does. Many past lifetimes. <laughs> um, I guess I'll. I'm going to keep her too. I don't have a reason to throw her overboard yet. Double ding. Interesting. So, Clemens, uh, the gist is he saves her, but he does the craziest motherfucking shit I have ever seen. He's like, she needs a blood transfusion in 1897 on a boat. How? He just sticks a needle in his arm and sticks the other end in hers. And just puts like a little wire in between them? Yep. How does he get one to go one way and not the other way? Uh, Well, there's a pump. And so he's literally pumping his blood into her veins. Same way that you like when you draw, when you get blood drawn. Wow. They don't have to like suck it out. Like it just. Yeah, but I'm saying how does it go out of him into her and not out of her into him? That I don't know. I mean, she looks very pale and her pulse is very weak. Oh, so, so her blood isn't pumping too fast. Correct. It's probably not doing a ton of... I'd give you my blood. ...effective pump. You would? Of course. Thank I mean, you. it probably wouldn't be good for you. I don't think we're the same blood type. I mean, that was also my thing. I was like, this is a gamble, my friend. Like... I don't know if they knew about blood types in 1897. Probably. They probably, they probably just were like, this is one of the ones that worked. We don't know why. Right. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, so he puts his blood into her. Now we cut to sounds from another crate. Sounds from another crate. And we see a Nosferatu <gasps> And it's kind of like pawing at the dirt that the girl came out of. Okay. Like, kind of like, where is she? Where's... Mm. <laughs> Where's me lunch? <laughs> me lunch so got up and walked away. My lunch got up and walked away, he said. That little bitch. <laughs> so we cut to Clemens saying, basically, he's like, she'll live through the night because I gave her some blood. Um, but she's going to need more transfusions basically until like all of her blood is my blood. And I'm just like, but then where's your blood? <laughs> How are you going to make, you got to make blood really fast, man. Like get that marrow cooking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Wojciech is like going on and on. We always let Poseidon deal with stowaways, blah, blah, blah. And he's complaining to the captain, being like, this motherfucker is just handing out blood to stowaways. And captain is like, I'm not trying to have my last voyage like marred by like some, the death of a girl on my boat. Like he's like, I'm just not trying to like bring that energy into my retirement. Sure. 
And but he also is like, but listen, Clemens, we're going to repurpose some area for her quarters. I some somewhere in the boat where we'll repurpose that for her quarters. And he's like, and also Clemens, you and only you are sharing your rations with her. So basically he's like, she can stay, but he kind of appeases Wojciech by being like, we'll feed her with, you won't have to split yeah, your rations. Yeah, no extra, yeah. So okay. Clemens then tells I mean, Toby. After giving away all that blood, he needs some fucking food, you would think. He but. needs some cookies. I hope they have some cookies in there. Some OJ. Um... Well, that also wards off the scurvy, too. I hope they have OJ. So Clemens tells Toby to, oh, look after her and come get me if anyone tries to come in. So basically he tells Toby, like, you know, don't let anyone in and just, like, keep an eye on her, which basically just means, like, lightly sponge her forehead. You know, how people take care of each other in the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, So Clemens like walks out of her quarters to just like some dude eating an apple with a knife menacingly. (laughs) Just like (laughs) real mad about it. You can see it. (laughs) Never been a big knife apple eater myself. But have you ever tried it? I've never tried it. I've never tried it, but I've tried to get the skin off an apple with a knife and done horribly oh well that i find really satisfying so if you ever need an apple flayed i'm your girl yeah my grandma used to do it all the time and she was so good at it and i was like wow i suck at this yeah uh well let's try and eat an apple with a knife and see how we like it maybe it makes it taste better i don't know i'm scared um, to cut my hands that oh okay i do have to share this because you 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 know how i make fun of my husband all the time and we make fun of my husband all the time with how he can't be quiet and he's Mm -hmm. eric and blah 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 (laughs) so my (laughs) (laughs) that's a horrible way to say because he can't be quiet and he's eric so we make fun of him for being eric me. Well, you'll we hear. Love you, Eric. We love Eric. Eric's the best. Eric is the only reason I'm alive today. So if you enjoy my presence, you can thank Eric for that. If you don't enjoy my presence, you can thank Eric for that. Um, <laughs> Same with this podcast. Yeah, truly. If you like this podcast, it's thanks to Eric. Um, so my aunt got me this bomb ass knife that is so sharp. It is so, so sharp. And my neighbor came over and I was cutting up herbs with the knife and Eric was playing with my neighbor's kid out in the living room and April and I were talking and I'm like cutting with the knife and I was being a saucy bitch and I was like, oh my God, April, you got to see this knife. It's so awesome. And I was like, obviously I can't let Eric use it because it's way too sharp and he would definitely fuck. And I sliced (laughs) the fuck out of my thumb gushing blood ah. gushing blood to the point where like i couldn't even put my uh, my own band-aid on it so i had to go out to eric and have him put the band-aid on the cut i had just gotten because i distracted myself by making fun of him about how he would cut himself with the knife <laughs> the come up right were, it did serve me right instant it did karma serve me right. mm-hmm. yeah um eric's fantastic he's the best so eating his apple with a knife. Um, 
We then meet another crewman. His name is Mr. Olgarin. I think I call him Mr. O. Um, and he is, he's like, you know, you're not making friends. Also, women are bad luck on a boat. He's the one who tells him that. But he's not like as big of a dick as everybody else. Like, he's like, kind of like, here's why you're not making friends, but also like, good luck to you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so he leaves and tells Clemens, he's like, knock if you need me they're both above deck so it's usually like at nighttime you know somebody obviously has to be at the helm somebody else is maybe looking out and so like their walkie talkie is to like knock on the boat knocky 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 um so Algarin is now standing with a telescope um starboard side and He's telescoping around and then he like telescopes to like telescope to the front of the boat and monster face. (laughs) I got her while she was yawning. It was funny. Um, And then he like pulls the telescope down and it's gone. But it was like you said you saw some like scary images. Yeah, that's all I saw was monster faces. His monster face is not fucking around. I'll tell you that right now. It's not fucking around. He didn't look like Jackula. It's not sexy. He looked like no. a monster. He's a monster. Yeah. And it, the monsterness gets monsterier as we see him more. We see more and more of him as it goes on. And it's more, more, more and more monstery. So we saw his hands first, which are Nosferatu hands, obviously. But with oh, the sure. long, gong, 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 gongest nails of all. And then scary monster <laughs> face with like not two fangs, all fangs. Right. He's yeah, not two. He's face. not two chains. He's all chains. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Clemens, all of a sudden, is sort of like, "Where the fuck did Mister Olgarin go?" Because he was just telescoping, and so he ropes the helm. So it's like what you have to do if you like walk away from the. The helm is the cap, the wheel, you know, the steering wheel of a boat. If you walk away from it and you need it to, like, stay in the place that it is, there's a rope that you tie to one of the spokes that you, like, hook to one of the spokes and it, like, keeps the wheel in place if you have to walk away. Got it. So he um, hooks the rope on a spoke. And he's like, where the fuck did Mr. Olgarin go? So he knocks on the wood and we hear it echo. And then he gets a knock back. And he's calling for Mr. Olgarin. And he's like, because it's it's kind of stormy and dark and loud at sea. So, like, it's, you know, you can't necessarily just be, like, calling for people. It's not necessarily going to carry all the time. Um, so he's like, where did he go? Where did he go? Grabs him. Yeah. And Mr. Olgarin is like, did you see it? And Clemens is like, no. See what? No. And uh, Mr. O is like, there's something, someone out there and he's like super terrified and just like walks off which I was like this is yet another instance in a movie where I'm like can people talk please (laughs) can people say descriptive words that express their feelings and situation please they cannot they They cannot cannot. and they will not cannot will not Um, so Huck is uh, so now, 
Huckleberry is in the cargo hold because he's best, the dog. Oh no. He's investigating something. He starts barking. We see a shadow and then you know what happens. Sure. So we cut to the cook coming down to cook things and he trips over something. And it's Huck. Here's the other thing about this particular Dracula. There's no like cute little pinpricks of a bite. Like just mm. two little dots with a little drippy blood. He rips out your whole throat. The whole yeah. thing. I mean, that makes sense because he's got all the teeth, not just all, two teeth. So. Right. Yeah. So he's a real he's yeah. a real messy eater, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Huck is extremely deceased. And uh, the cook is like, what the fuck? And so he goes into the livestock and they're all dead. So now all their oh, food. He's really having a party. Yeah. Yeah. So now we cut to Clemens putting one of the goats on the table, like to examine it. And the captain is, you know, being a captain, being like, if anyone has knowledge of this heinous act, you should step forward or find themselves in the irons later. And everybody blames the girl for being a girl, um, <laughs> even though she's currently unconscious. And blah, blah, blah. She's bad luck. And captain is like, if there's an outbreak, like of a disease, we have to make port, make, make it to a port. Captain asks Clemens, he's like, if a human could catch it. And Clemens is like, I don't think like if one Clemens is like, I don't think this is an infection. But like also unless an animal like bites you, you're not it's not going to transfer in that way. So Captain tells them to dispose of the of all the bodies. And then Abrams, who's another crewman, um, gets fucking racist about it blaming Clemens for being black, um, which is also, I don't know, just, he's just being racist. Mm -hmm. um, Clemens then like charges at him and another crewman like steps in front and like holds out a knife to be like, don't come for my dude. So Mr. Algarin then steps in and is like, guys, stop being assholes to the fucking doctor. And also, I think it's very clear that no man did this. Yeah. It's a powerful evil. Master. So, question three, what do you do? What do they do? I don't fucking know. How do you deal with an evil monster on a ship? But I would say, like, I thought about this. I would say that, like, you are free to use all of your existing knowledge of vampires, even though the particular lore of this one has not been exposed. Well, that doesn't seem fair because I don't know any of that. You don't know the lore of vampires? I mean, me as in 1897, me. I'm. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, like, you know about vampires. You Do can... they know about vampires? Unclear. I'm going to get, you know what? Fuck it. Never mind. I was trying to give Kim an in and she's being all bitchy about it. So never well, mind. It doesn't Revoked. make sense. Goodbye. If I don't know what I don't know, I can't use it. Goodbye. I'm getting a Guinness. 
Will you get me one? Thank you. I think they, are they going to do something? Mm-hmm. So it's like a team project? Yeah. Yeah. Is it someone's idea? You can assume, like, it would be, like, the captain or Wojciech or, like, maybe Clemens that would, like, have a plan. Um, but it's basically, like, one of your other crewmen is, like, there's a terrible evil on the boat. I saw a monster. And then also all of our livestock had their throats ripped out as well as our adorable domesticated dog. Right. So I am going to be on like kind of like holding each other's dicks to save humanity situation, like where we need to sort of like, I know someone needs to like drive the ship at a certain point, but we're on like a multiple buddy situation at all times. Mm -hmm. And all of us are back to back at all times. And, like, kind of only when we need to be. And otherwise, we're going to, like, hide in a corner with pointies. They are probably, like, mm, not fully in the... I feel like part of them is, like, this guy's crazy. But then all the animals were murdered. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think they really do much. I think it's more, like... Well, what if you did it, mister? <laughs> I saw a monster and yeah. Or Okay. Changing her answer based on that. Oh no, I don't know. I'm getting more or less points. That's two half points. So for you, you got a half point for acknowledging that something is happening. You miss the other half point only because we'll learn later. I don't know if your exact strategy would, would work, but you were at least, you know, taking it seriously. Um, for them, they don't take it seriously, but they also don't turn on each other. They just are kind of like, well, let's throw these animals off the boat and continue being sailors. Like they just don't, they just kind of, they kind of put a blanket over it, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we now cut to a dark fucking corner and we just see a weird creature hiding. And he kind of looks like, like long skinny Voldemort. Like when he like didn't have his body yet where he was just kind of like a spindly old baby kind of thing. He sort of looks like that, just like huddled in the corner. Like basically the creature looks like it's not at its full strength. Okay. Of. Yeah, I don't remember that Voldemort. Yeah. Um and also we see that the girl is kind of stirring. Like she it looks like she's having like a bad nightmare. I've got basically. me blood back. I've got me blood. So cut to daytime throwing livestock overboard. Toby runs down below deck and Clemens follows him and finds him like sobbing in the cargo hold. And so Clemens like comforts him about Huck and Toby is like, yeah, I'm sad about Huck, but I also feel really bad because I had one job and I failed and oh baby, I failed my grandpa for not keeping the livestock safe. (laughs) Uh. 
So Clemens is like, listen, bro. He says something really great. He's like, sometimes things go wrong and they're out of our control. So all we can do is do our best. Like basically he's like, Mm -hmm. you couldn't have prevented this. It's okay. Um, So Toby like wipes his tears and runs off. Cut to stormy seas. Mr. Olgarin and Clemens and someone else are up on the mast. So they're like way up high and they're like standing on rope, leaning over a wooden mast, like gathering up sail and tying it, doing whatever they have to do for this particular weather, whatever the fuck. And I think it's Wojciech up there as well. So I think it's Mr. O, Clemens and Wojciech up there. And Mr. O is like, the skies are angry today. And Clemens is like, basically Clemens is like, I don't believe that. I believe in science, blah, blah, blah. And Mr. O'Gorn is like, well, that fucking face I saw last night didn't look like science. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so we're all like talking about that. There's something living on the fucking ship with you. And you're just like business as usual. So cut to, okay, captain's log, voiceover. 16th of July. Rough weather last three days and all hands busy with sails. I mean, I guess to be fair, there's like, if your boat's in a storm, you kind of have to be, you have to kind of prioritize where it's like, well, storm over monster. Um, Yeah. So we don't know what these pirates be dealing with. I guess they're not pirates, but they're not pirates. Boat life is hard. Yeah, it is. Um, Sure, they deal with all kinds of monsters. Krakens angry mermaids sirens sirens leading them to their death so yeah all hands on deck our ship's doctor continues to administer regular transfusions to our stowaway yet her condition remains unchanged food is running sparse men are downcast and now we're past cape matapan with more than two weeks to travel so there's only so many ports right so like at a certain point in your journey if you pass the last port and the next port is the one that you're ending up at Mm -hmm. you know that can that's not super convenient if you find yourselves with a monster on deck yeah or no food or no food so cut to toby taking care of the girl And telling Clemens, who comes in, he's like, she speaks some English, but mostly Romani because she talks in her sleep. So, like, he's been hearing her say things. And he says that Mr. Olgarin taught him a little bit of Romani, which is why he can recognize it. And he said she keeps repeating the same word, feed. Cut to gorgeous half moon and... The gorgeous sound of, like, creaking wood in a storm, which is just, oh, I could just fall asleep to it. Um, Clemens is lanterning around, and the cook is awake as well. And this is where we learn about why nobody seems to be super freaked out by rats crawling across their face. Because the cook comments that all the rats are fucking gone. And... Clemens is like, well, whatever got the livestock. And the cook is like, no, 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 no. He's like, you could burn this ship to the ground and the rats would nest in the ashes. Like, 
this is this is unnatural. And he says, a boat without rats is a thing against nature. So there's something about like the rats and the and the sailors and the boat live in symbiosis. And if one of those things isn't there, then something is off. So I, I think that's why they're like, you know, we all live together on this boat. No. <laughs> Kim's. No, Kim's, thank you. That's going to be a no for Kim, dog. Nope. Um, so now we cut to another sailor by the name of Petrovsky. And he's hearing something above deck and calling for Abrams, like annoyed that he's not at the helm. So being like, Abrams, what the, what are you doing up there? Get on the helm. And he's calling for him and the sails are billowing in a way that he's like, those should be tied up or not tied up or whatever they're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like billowing right. Yeah. And where's me men? So here's how they get st- here's how they get stuff into the cargo hold, right? There's like a big giant hole in the deck of the boat that's covered over by kind of like lattice work. So it's like a grate over top of it. So you would like n- take the nails out of that grate and like that's how you would lower things in and out once you're at port. So he walks by this big grate where the cargo hold is and there's a big giant fucking hole in it like somebody busted on out of it and he's Uh like what the fuck he then hears something starts walking towards the sound and sees something human-ish kind of crawling in the shadows but again he looks like Weak, sick, long, old baby Voldemort, but barely. You can't really see. Question four, what do you do? What does Petrovsky do? Where? I'm on top of the ship? You're on the deck, yeah. Uh, And something clearly busted up out of the cargo. Yeah. Because you were just being like, where the fuck are you? Oh, no, it's Abrams, actually. Where the fuck are you, other guy that's supposed to be up here? I'm going to run down and get help with weapons. Okay. And I think he investigates this little creature. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. I gotta look up Voldemort with no body. Look up baby, yeah, baby Voldemort or like I mean, last Was he scene. actually a baby? Kinda. You're just calling him a baby. No, he was like kind of like fetus looking. So he's like, what the fuck is this weird crawly thing? And so he kind of gets closer and then it lunges at him and slices the shit out of his neck. But it's just like rip out. (laughs) And then he like tries to kind of crawl away to like grab the knife that he had in his hand he can't get to it and fucking dracula like it is not sexy like the dracula that we're used to where it's like are you biting me or are you biting me none of that this is like he's an animal that is feeding frantically and like he's like holding the guy's face like just just it's it was very upsetting it it was the monster the monster was monstering is all i'm saying 
And um, maybe Bram Stoker's Dracula does take place a long time ago. And then this has like so many years have passed where he was like a sleepy baby fetus. Yeah. Dracula. Yeah. I'm starting to actually think that I, yeah, that I said the opposite. That like sexy times baby. I think this was maybe Dracula, not a sexy baby, a sexy, (laughs) sexy baby Dracula. Yeah, I think so. So we now cut to Clemens checking on the girl and yelling the answer to us. I'm sure someone will tell us. Yeah. (laughs) And he hears something above deck and he's calling for Petrovsky or Abrams or whoever. And he's looking around and he sees the hole in the cargo hold. So he's like, "Uh oh, Clemens Clemens. Uh, so he sees the hole in the cargo hold and then he sees Petrovsky's knife on the ground. And so he runs and rings the bell like ding-a-ling-a-ling emergency. I didn't know we had an emergency bell. We do have an emergency bell. I would have rang that if I was Petrovsky. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he could. I, he didn't get to it fast enough. Cut to daytime. Wojciech tells Captain that he's like, because Petrovsky is missing. So there's only blood on the deck and a hole in the cargo hold. So it's like nobody is like looking at his ripped apart neck, right? So Wojciech is like, I'm sure that he probably just got drunk and fell overboard. And Clemens is like, after he bled all over the deck and Wojciech is like well what were you doing holding his knife and Clemens is like yeah I killed him and I managed to keep myself totally free of blood and I rang the signal bell to report myself (laughs) and he just like shoves the knife into Wojciech's hand like just being like fuck you idiot Um, they're still talking about like what could have happened when they see the girl awake walk out onto deck and Clemens is telling them he's like their arteries were ripped open and Anna starts Anna actually starts freaking out and screaming we have to get off this boat we have to get off this boat Wojciech um is that really all they do Okay, they restrain Anna, so, like, they get on top of her, like, to calm her down, and she's, like, still yelling. Wojciech is, like, ready to move on, because he basically is, like, the captain will say a few words about dead guy, and then we're going to get back to work, and we're not going to talk about this anymore. Boat life is hard. Boat life is tough. And Abrams is, like, there's not even enough booze on this boat to make Petrovsky so drunk that he'd fought, like... That's not how Petrovsky roll, bro. And you know that. And um, so question five, what do you do? What does Wojciech tell, uh, do when he is presented with this new information? I think he stands his ground and is just like, well, I don't know. That's fucking what. <laughs> that's the only thing that hap- could have happened. So back to work. I think he's just like okay. back to work. Mm hmm. I am like, that's a good point. Petrovsky was a good man. And we're all booze hounds. Mm -hmm. And all of us can handle all the booze on this boat. So 
There's no way that happened. We need to get some information out of this lady and arm ourselves and prepare for something that's attacking us clearly from the inside. Thank you. Ask this freaked out chick who's telling us all to get off the boat. Ma'am, do you care to elaborate? You seem concerned about something. Do you have any information that you can impart to us? Yeah. 18th of July. Men reported in the morning that one of the crew, Petrovsky, was missing. I had the men do a thorough search of the ship. This after Olgarin confided he'd been he'd seen something strange the night before. So that was another entry in the captain's log. Cut to clear. We have no we have no friends born or not many friends born in July. Otherwise, you I don't can have name any, yeah, birthdays none of left these, and right. None of these birthdays. <laughs> none of these birthdays. It's wild. <laughs> um, so cut to sunset, and we learn. Uh, oh, I guess Clemens, okay. Clemens is with Anna, and she's awake now. He's given her another transfusion, and he says this should keep the infection, whatever it is, at bay, which, for all intents and purposes, it's working. She was unconscious, and now she's not, and so the blood, his blood appears to be blood, and, you yeah, know? Yeah, apparently. So... He's like, what were you trying to tell us before? (gasps) And she's like, okay, listen. He's here on this ship. She's like, he has been all along. It's spoken in my village of an evil that lives in the mountains above. A castle older than any of us. And evil that appears as a man when he wants to hide his true nature And at night, he feeds on the blood of the innocent. I have lived in the shadow of that castle my whole life. I knew that the elders, I knew that the elders made bargains for the safety of our people. So Clemens is like, you were given to this man? And she's like, he's not a man, but he's not a mindless animal either. Do not make that mistake. We call him Dracula. Dracula. And uh, Clemens is like, you believe he brought you on board? Why? And she shows him that she is just covered in bite marks. Just chomp, chomp, chomp out of her in various stages of healing. Uh... She says, he brought me here to feed. He's here. The thing that wears the skin of a man. In the night, he drinks our blood and he is on this ship, which means that we'll never leave it. <gasps> Oopsie. So the townspeople gave her to, as like a bargaining to like, chip, to, to leave us like, alone? get out of here. So how did they end up in boxes on a cabbage together. Because Dracula was basically like, you know what? I could use a change of scenery. I'll get out of here. Put me in this box of dirt. But you have to give me an airplane snack. Okay. In case I get hungry on the voyage. 
So the village was like, okay, well, we have this delicious virgin. You can eat her munchy munch. But he had to like, he couldn't like fully eat, like he needed to like. He had to like savor her. Yeah. So cut to another stormy fucking night. And Mr. Olgarn is like, the woman seems harmless, but I wonder if we should have thrown her over anyway. And he says, but then I think about my daughter and I'm like, (laughs) here we go. Another man who cannot find empathy for a woman unless she is somehow related to him. Barbie movie. So Clemens isn't there anymore. Now it's supposed to be Mr. Olgarin and a crewman named Larson, I think. And it's really hard to see shit at night on this boat. And like, also if it's like stormy or cloudy, like there's no moonlight, there's no starlight, there's no nothing. And there also appears to be like a major fog problem whenever our friend Dracula is about. And we see that there's like a shadow kind of creeping all around the boat. And at one point we're actually the POV of the shadow and above deck we hear or we see something burst out of the cargo hold again and like fly up into the air but no one hears it because there's a storm happening so like you know it sounds like thunder or whatever larson then grabs a lantern and he's like lanterning around because something seems amiss larson hears a knock and he's like calling for Mr. Algarn, like, yeah, what do you, what's up? What do you need? No answer. And he doesn't see Mr. Algarn anywhere. So he's looking around and then Mr. Algarn comes out from behind something and he's like, yeah, what do you need? I heard your knock. And Larson's like, my knock? I thought it was your knock. And then they hear another knock together and they're like, oh no. <laughs> so Mr. Algarn draws his knife and looks around. Dracula jumps down from the mast and starts smashing Larson's face to smithereens, just flattening his face on the deck for such a long time. Such a long time. This Dracula has a waste of all so much of his blood. Well, what we're starting to see is that Dracula kind of likes to play games a little bit and also, like, enjoys the fuckabout. Like, he's not just in it for the snacks. He's also Mm. in it for the games a little bit. Because I thought the same thing. Like, he was like, he could easily just, like, rip the throat out of this dude and, and eat him like everybody else. But he appears to be really enjoying smashing this guy's face into the deck. Um, and he stops and poor Mr. Algarin is just like, please no. And (laughs) so question, question six, what do you do? What does Mr. Algarin do? I think he like jumps off the ship. Okay. I'm going to say I jump off the ship. I don't think that's keeping me alive though, but seems like a. Potato, potato. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. What's what's the worst death? I don't know. That one looks pretty bad. Yeah. 
Drowning seems awful, though. Yeah, drowning seems bad, too. Um, I... <laughs> Do I have things? You... Yeah, you picked up a knife, actually. You drew a knife. Seem... Doesn't seem helpful right now. <laughs> but... I will at least wield my knife. Wield it! Uh, and if I'm by a knocky or a ring a belly, I would do those things to be like, alert, alert, as I'm knifing about. I think he does the same, actually. I think we knife. I think I don't think he jumps in. I think he's a knife guy as well. Point for you. So you got a point for wielding your knife and ring-a-ding dinging as best you can. Listen, I don't <laughs> think it's going to work. You're going to make it. But you gave it the old college try, and I got to give you a point for trying. Mr. Olgarin does the equivalent of running up the stairs. <laughs> he <laughs> climbs the mast. And so now I'm like, well, now you're just stuck in the ropes up high with nowhere to go. Like, you can't even hide. You're just swinging there like a fucking pinata for Dracula to beat candy out of. Like, you've, you've really done it, Mr. Olgar, and this was a terrible idea. So he climbs the mask, mast. Dracula looks up at him and just says, please, no. Like mocking what he had just said to him and mm -hmm. grins. Um, Is he still a fetus baby? He seems stronger. He's standing. And I also am like, I don't know if he was a fetus baby or if he was baiting them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, unclear. So now we cut to lanterns in the bed chamber. So there's lanterns hanging from like each of the bunk beds and the lantern, you know, the lantern should be hanging, you know, like this straight up and down. Mm -hmm. And we just see all the lanterns go like this. So now they're sideways, which means the boat is like mm, sideways capsizing. Like it's about mm -hmm. to tip over. So everybody falls out of bed and Wojciech and Clemens run up to the helm and the wheel is like, and so they have to like write it in this huge fucking storm. It's just always storming. There's just like always a storm and always a Dracula. Like it's not, it's horrible conditions. Yeah. Ship space is, it's hard Tough. to get out of ship space. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So <sighs> huge fucking storm. And so um, they're like, you know, Abrams or Larson, whoever the fuck just got his head smashed into the, I think it was Larson, got his head smashed into the deck. He was supposed to be steering the ship and he and Olgarin are gone and everyone's like, what the fuck? So they all start screaming for him, including Captain and Toby. And Anna is just standing there like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, just like, what am I going to do? Um, Clemens then looks over at Toby and sees blood spots appearing 
on Toby's shirt. And he's like, what? And Toby turns and looks up and blood drips on his face. And everybody looks up and Algarin is hanging <gasps> from the masting. Dun, dun, dun. So they bring him down. And he's still the fuck alive. Ooh. But like screaming. Like he is screaming like he wishes he Wish wasn't. he was not alive. Yeah. Yeah. 24th of July. There seems some doom over the ship. Already a hand short entering the Bay of Biscay with wild weather ahead. And last night, a second man lost and another man injured. A strange injury. Men all in a panic of fear. We are 18 days at sea. The closest port is England. We must put our trust in God and go forward. Question luck, seven. My friend. What do you do? What, what, like, what is their plan? Because <laughs> at this point in the movie, I felt like I had a plan. And I was like, maybe I don't understand shipping enough. I feel like I have no plan. I'm just like, I'm stuck on a boat. All right. <sighs> Clemens knows about the stuff from Anna, though, Anna. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think as a group, we all l- f- listen to all the facts about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And based on that, maybe she knows the ways, you know, the secrets of vampire Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can prepare, get some okay. wooden stakes. I doubt we have garlic. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, uh, but maybe some crossy things from our religious chef. Okay. And get our chef also, to Also, I be... feel like the religious chef would have garlic. Something tells me that he takes his job seriously and would have procured some garlic bulbs All to right. season well, his meat. Well, then we're getting garlic. Okay. And then, um, yeah, pull out pull out the Jesus. Love you know? it. Um, but also continue to hold each other's dicks to save humanity for the purpose of, like... It seems like, you know, we kind of get taken out one by one here. So Mm -hmm. I feel like at least if we're like a group back to back, all holding pointies. Yeah. We can try. I mean, I think. Okay. Is that what you. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. What did you say they were doing? I didn't say it yet. Oh. I think they are. They just keep on keeping on. I mean, I don't know that they know what to do. They're just like, we got to fucking get to port. Boat, hashtag boat life. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of a double ding. Like, I guess they have like some conversation about it. But like, yeah, their whole thing is that they're like, well, we're shit out of luck because the next Port is England, so we're in ship space until England. 
And this is where I was like, maybe I don't understand ship life. But I was like, I get that the nearest port is England. But like, can't you just fucking make a hard left and just just drive it into shore and get off like but isn't like where the boat was even found just like rock city yeah i I feel like they don't know they're like like you kind of have to go to a port so otherwise you're just driving into like well, I guess to me, like, I've Rocks. already said goodbye to the Demeter. Like, I've already been like, well, this shit is trash now. Goodbye, because there's a monster on it. And I, I guess part of, like, being, like, a sea person is that you're like, my heart is the sea and the ship is my body and I will die in Davy Jones's locker before I t- let me ship run into the rock. Mm-hmm. How's that? Mm-hmm. I think that you are. Yeah. Maybe and that's what it is. Where I'm like, goodbye, <laughs> swan dive like, off this boat. Dracula be damned. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, yeah. So you're saying that they would still, because I was thinking they wouldn't be able to live. Uh, I just feel like I want off this boat. And even if that means I'm now like on a desert island, I don't know. Like, I'm just like. This boat, I'm like a fucking rat in a cage right now. You know what I mean? I'm a a fish in a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So all this is happening. We now see the men are restraining Mr. Olgarin. Um, Captain is shell-shocked in his chambers. Like, he's just like, ah. And Anna is examining all the bites all over her body. So, like, basically, Mr. Olgarin is like alive and awake and like fighting to not be strapped to the table. And we now cut to Clemens washing Mr. Olgarn down and being like, he's cold as ice y'all. Like something is up. He makes noises and he moves, but his eyes won't open and he's unable to wake as if from a nightmare. And Somebody asks what happened to his neck and what was he doing in the rigging? And Wojciech makes up some bullshit excuse. And Clemens is like, it's the same fucking bite as the animals. Like, I don't even know what Wojciech like pretends actually happened because it's just like he's got to fu- like whatever Wojciech thinks happened is like insane. So Clemens is like, whether we choose to believe it or not, something is on board this boat. So question eight, you are the captain. You give an order. What order do you give? And what order does the captain give? It's to everyone? Mm-hmm. It's something you haven't really, like, you haven't given this specific order yet. I mean, I can't, I don't know what orders they give. Ah, la 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 la. My order is <laughs> stay alive. <laughs> Maybe. 
it's to my goal is to help them (laughs) (laughs) and yourself yeah yeah okay my order is something (laughs) is attacking us yes on this ship it's time for our emergency protocol which is that we have, and you all know. Uh huh. Well, so I don't need to explain dad. it to you because <laughs> you've got it in your book. Do that in your in your sailorman book. So that's my order. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna go with my same answer. Of listen to the lady. Protect ourselves because of based on what she tells us and hold our dicks to save humanity. I'll give you a point. Oh, point for you. Sorry. I was I was I was thinking that you had uh, given the order that everybody knows that you need not speak its name. And I was confused. Oh, I mean, I that's that does that does that give me a point? Because I'm happy to leave it it there. It doesn't. It gives you no point. <laughs> I think he's officially like, hey, something's going on here. We need to protect ourselves. So gather the weapons and preparations to be safe with each other. Instead of just pretending nothing's happening. Take the blankets off. Half a point. He does take the blankets off. He does tell them to arm themselves. But the thing that they haven't actually done is, like, searched the fucking ship. Oh, I don't want to search it. I don't want to find Look that around. Thing. See what you can find. No, thank you. Also, like, Anna came out of a box of dirt. So, like, ask some questions and look around. So, Captain is, like, two men for every watch. So, as opposed to, like... One man watching and one man at the helm. Now mm-hmm. it's two men for every watch, armed. We do have muskets, by the way. Muskets? Shotguns? Whatever muskets. that is. Muskets. Uh, and he tells them to search everywhere, not just the hold, not just the cargo hold. Like, search the fuck everywhere. So, cut to them f- lanterning around all over the boat with guns. Cut to Captain telling Toby... He's like, I have a very important task for you, Toby. And he's in the captain's chambers. And he says, a captain is only as good as his spyglass. So I'm trusting you to shine up my spyglass right now. It's very important. And tells him to stay inside and lock the door. And it's very important that he shines up his spyglass. So his grandpa leaves and he locks the door behind him. Cut to sunset. Cut to Olgarin wiggling on the table. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Are we there yet? Yeah. Wiggle, wiggle. And he's trying to break free from the restraints. And we hear knocking from inside of a crate. And Olgarin's eyes open. And there's white and no pupils. So we now cut to Toby in the captain's chambers. 
and he hears something outside the door. Question nine, what do you do? What does Toby do? Uh, hide. Run away. Uh, keep it locked. Uh, does he open the door? Toby, no, don't look. Toby, no! He opens the door and goes out to look around. There appears to be another, like, sliding door. So, like, he goes out and, like, opens the door to the captain's chambers, like, out into the main part of the below deck. But then, to get into the cargo hold, there's, like, another, like, sliding door that's, like, jammed. So he kind of has to, like, squeeze through it to get through. And he sees, once he gets through it, Mr. O'Garin walking away from him. And he's like, Mr. O'Garin, you're up. No, Mr. O turns around and like puts his hand on Toby's shoulder and then brings his face into the light. And he's got white pupils and a big weird smile. And Toby's like, <gasps> and he like turns and runs. But Mr. O'Garn just like very nonchalantly just like grabs him by the shirt and just starts dragging him like as if it's like nothing. Luckily, Toby's shirt rips and he runs back through. But the door is jammed. So he has to like squeeze through. And like, here comes Mr. O'Garn. And he finally gets through. And Mr. O'Garn just walks through the wood. Oh, no. He just Kool-Aid mans <laughs> right through it. <laughs> That's not good. No, it's bad. It's so, not good when a man with no pupils Kool-Aid mans through a door. That's what they always say. It's not good. The old, the old adage that we all know so well, it's not good with a man with white eyes and yeah. no pupils, Kool-Aid mans through a door. That's boat lore for you. It, it is boat lore. So Toby makes it into the chambers and locks the door. Now, luckily, the captain's chambers have got like big old metal motherfucking, you know, locks. Like there's still wood slats, but like. He, Mr. O'Gorn couldn't just walk through it, basically, is what I'm saying, because there's, like, metal things. That oh, are kind okay, of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so he locks the door. Toby hears Mr. O'Gorn breathing outside, and he's like, Mr. O'Gorn. No, Toby. Please go away. Oh, oh sweet baby. <laughs> sweet baby. And Toby, like, backs up, and then we hear, bang. <gasps> bang. And we see Mr. O'Garn is trying to bang his face through the door. And Don't he's just like. busting up the part of the door that is wood with his face. Don't Toby like. then hides under a table and like holds his rosary in his hands. Cut to the men above deck saying they've looked all over. They can't find anything. Question 10, you're Toby, and you need help from the men above deck. What do you do? What is knock he Knock on. If you need help, you knock. Knock, 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 knock. Hand in hand, knock. I wrote yeah. it down. If you Good need job. help, knock. Good job. So they all 
hear frantic knocking. Cut to Toby banging on wood somewhere. Mr. O'Garin gets his hand through and I think this was confusing to me. I think he tri- I think he tries to unlock the door. I think where he banged the door open with his face, he couldn't reach the lock, I think. But okay. it was not super ah, it was not super clear. So Toby is now under a desk again. And then Mr. O'Garin like pulls his hand back and uh Toby comes out to see that he's gone. And I'm just like, Toby, stay in the way, stay hidden away. Clemens comes down and sees Mr. O'Garin standing outside the door, face all bang the fuck up, and no pupils, and he attacks Clemens. <laughs> The other men then rush downstairs and are able to restrain Mr. O'Garin. Captain is trying to get Toby to open the door um, because, again, it appears like they can't reach the lock to get in themselves. Toby sees a shadow stand up in the corner of the room that he's in. Clemens then also tries to reach through but says he can't reach the lock. They look through and they see Dracula. (gasps) Look at all of them. Toby then looks up and we see that Dracula is now on the ceiling, looking down, upside down. No! And Dracula grabs Toby and Toby is like hanging from his neck as Dracula feeds on him. No. Toby drops his rosary. Question Ah. 11. You're Anna. You come from behind. Nobody's been able to get through the door. What do you do? What does she do? Am I trying to get through the door? Yes. You're trying to help them open the door. You do something to help them open the door. I use my magic powers, of course. (laughs) I'm a witch. Of course. Plot twist. Uh, How do I get in the door? Is this something I know? (laughs) It is something you know is on the boat. We've got guns. We've got stuff in cargo. Dirt. Cargo boxes. I'm sending it to you. I'll give you a hint. You don't have to keep saying cargo. (laughs) It's not not cargo is what you're saying. All I said is you don't have to keep saying it. Well, that doesn't. Now you just confused me more. (laughs) I don't know if you're saying don't say it to say it or say it because it's right. (sighs) Sales. (laughs) Come sail away, come food. sail away, come sail food. No, we're, we don't have a ton of food. Um, Unless you count us, we're food. <laughs> no animals. Uh, I can't think of what else is on the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're trying to get in the room. 
to save Toby. I mean, he's a baby. Yeah. You're not going to be like, well, them's the breaks, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Part of me was like, do we lure him away with blood of some sort or something? But I guess that's just us, like our bodies. And he's got a ton of blood in his mouth right now, and it's a child's. <laughs> but he likes that blood the best. Yeah. Sweet, sweet baby blood. <laughs> uh, I, I'm stumped, so I think we just take the big boards from the cargo and bust down the door hand in hand. Ma'am, you said it first. Guns. She shoots the lock off. <laughs> guns. <laughs> you said it. You were like, we have guns. And I was like, and stop. And then you were like, cargo, 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 cargo. <laughs> guns. She comes up and shoots That's what the... I said, guns. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, you did say guns. And then you moved right past it. <laughs> Right on by. <laughs> so here comes Anna with a shotgun. She shoots the lock off. They bust in. Toby's on the ground. Dead? Question mark. Dracula's gone. I don't know where the fuck Dracula goes or how he gets anywhere. So turns into a bat. Yeah, Mister Ogarin. But oh my god, I love that show. Mister Ogarin is still screaming outside as all the men sit on him cut to Toby in bed and the captain is sitting next to him and he's like you're gonna be fine everything will be fine and no it won't Clemens he's like Mr. Clemens will save you Mr. Clemens will save you and Clemens is just like sitting outside the door like probably not (laughs) (laughs) August 1st we must be past the Strait of Dover. Dover, Still five days to London. Oh, God, we're not going to make it five days. God seems to have deserted us, and we are drifting to some terrible doom. Lord, help us. Cut to Mr. Olgarin tied to a post. You know, like like they are pirates, where they're like... We'll tie you to the post before you walk the plank, you landlubber. Like that kind of thing. Uh, but mainly they're doing it because like he can't, like he's a he's or a he cuckoo banana. Like he yeah, like he can't. Well, they don't necessarily know that he's going to eat them. It's more that he's just like crazed. Like he won't be still. Yeah. Like he's, you know. Do we think he's like been turned into a vampire? We're not quite clear on the on the lore yet, but we're about to be. Or we're about to, like, get another piece of the puzzle. So Clemens is like, I don't get it. He's possessed or poisoned or it's infection. Anna, like, touches one of her bites. And then we hear Algarin speak. And he says, I can feel and hear everything. The sea, the wind, the blood pumping in your veins. And everyone's like... What? That's how I feel on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. You can hear my blood pumping in my veins? I can. Whoa. And then he goes, 
It burns. And Clemens is like, Wojciech, get him some water. And Mr. O'Gorn says, it burns. It burns. And then we see the sun is coming up. <gasps> oh, shit. And the sun is moving across the deck. And Mr. Algorn bursts into flames and is alive for a long time while he's on very much fire. All He's all fire and screaming and we see it burning his flesh off. It was so disturbing. he did get turned into a vampire. At least mostly because... Wojciech then grabs a shotgun and shoots him, and he dies. Like, he stops screaming. Um, his body's still on fire. So there appears to be, like, um, a, like a time frame. Like, you don't turn immediately. There's, like, a And maybe process. he didn't get any... He didn't bite anyone, so maybe that you need to do that. No, and also... From what we've seen and from what we learn later, that doesn't appear to be part of this lore. Like, that you okay. have to... It appears that, like, if you're bitten and not all of your blood is drained, then you turn into a vampire. Um, but what about whereas, Anna? Because not all of her blood was drained to, to, like, kill her. We'll find out. So... Below Deck... Everyone left is just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and the cook is like, I fucking warned you, motherfuckers. He's all about we're being punished for our sins and blah, blah, blah. And he's naming why everyone's a sinner. This one's a gypsy. This one's a whoremonger. This one's a heathen, blah, 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 Pfft, whatever. Sounds like he has no fun in life. Oh, my God. No fun. What a and wet diapy. It was such a wet diapy and also no friends at all. He makes friends by cooking. That's the only reason people hang out with him because they feed him or he feeds them. The cook starts going off saying that Toby is the next to rise because God's mad. Um, Wojciech tells him to shut the fuck up and then says to Clemens, he's like, yo, what about the transfusions? Can we like transfuse him? Toby? Yeah, and Clemens is like, I only have so much blood. He doesn't say that. He actually is more just like, I'm like, can we use somebody else's blood, please? Um, Clemens is actually like, not wanting to say it. He's just kind of like, he's smaller and weaker and lost like a lot more blood in relation to him being a child. And he's like, we might need to start discussing. And Wojciech cuts him off and hands Clemens a shotgun and is like, look him in the eye when you do it. And I couldn't really tell, like, I actually couldn't tell. I was like, is Wojciech being like, is Wojciech being like, no, seriously, go kill him, but, like, give him the respect of looking him in the eye when you do it? Or was he being like, you gonna kill a child, motherfucker? Look him in the fucking eye! When Like, I couldn't tell what the vibe... Maybe it was both, mm -hmm, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, Clemens is like, if we could just find the fucking thing. 
And Wojciech is like, we're running out of men for the watch. Like at, at a certain point, we're not going to have enough dudes to like steer the ship and watch. Um, so now we cut to nighttime again. And Clemens finds Anna and she's like, uh, I don't know what he does to make her say this, but she's like, you're going to open the crates, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. So she's like, we can't let this thing get to London, get out in London. So Clemens asks her if bullets kill it. And she's like, he controlled my village for generations, bruh. You think I know how to kill it? <laughs> like, I don't know how to fucking kill this fucking thing. So he goes to show her like how to load a gun. And she's like, bitch, please. Like, she's like, I know how to load a fucking gun. She's like, clickety clock cocky <laughs> clock clock <laughs> and he's like woo um and so they go they're looking at the cargo log and they see like the law the like record for like all of these crates and he's like there's no owner assigned to them only a destination which says, I think something like Car Carfax or Caraf or something like that. Carfax. Carfax. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's, I wrote Carfax. I was like, is it, maybe it's not Carfax. Maybe it <laughs> autocorrected to Carfax. I'm not sure what it is, but it sounded like Carfax. Um, and uh, so now we cut to Abrams. I don't know. And he's on watch. And all of a sudden, he's knocked out. And we see that the cook is praying out loud and has knocked out Larson or Abrams, whichever one it is. Question 12. You are the cook. What are you doing? What is he doing? So you just knocked out one of your fellow crewman so you can assume that you're not a team player not a team player well i just don't know why i would do that he was where are we on deck larson was larson or abrams whichever one was uh he's the dude Larson's that's dead. watching yeah maybe it's Abr i think it's abrams he's uh he was on watch like abrams was the one who's supposed to be like watching the ship I mean, even if I'm not a team player, I just, like, don't know, like, what knocking this guy out, how's it going to help me? Maybe I'll just fucking use him as protection or something. <laughs> like, don't eat me, eat this guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't think of what he's doing. What are you up to, Mr. Cook? <clears throat> what, are you, what are you doing? I'll give you a clue. It's a real dick move. I mean, I can't even think of a dick move. It's because you're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> like, because even if he, like, you know, hurt him or something, like, I'm like, what does that do for him? Like, what is he? I don't get it. So, I guess protection body hand in hand. I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> 
Uh, zero points. He, he's not doing protection body hand in hand. <laughs> That's shocking, close, honestly. Close, close, but no cigar. I this was a real winner answer. Yeah. He is knocking out the guy on watch so that he can steal the lifeboat. I didn't that know we had a lifeboat. It's a ship. Every you have every ship has a lifeboat. Not in eighteen ninety seven. All they all that. have lifeboats. How do you think they get to another boat or something? They, how do you get? How do you think they get from the boat to shore? The port. You can't just, you can't, yeah, you can't just parallel park a boat. Like some ports, you have to park the boat way out there, and you have well, to lifeboat to shore. That. She's not a she's a car person, not a ship. I'm not ship a person. Ship people, especially S- olden day ship people. When was the Titanic? Nineteen twelve. They didn't have enough lifeboats on the <laughs> Titanic, but they had in nineteen twelve. They were putting <laughs> lifeboats enough on the boats on the ships. Well, to be fair, they only have this one, and it seemed pretty small as the cook paddled out to nowhere by himself if i knew we had um, a lifeboat i would have got on that thing ages ago <laughs> what well well let's see how it works shall we my answer fucking 14 <laughs> years ago seven days so we cut so he's taking a lifeboat so now we cut to anna and clemens and he was like uh, oh, oh, Clemens is like, why did he agree to leave your village? Seems like he had like a pretty cush sitch over there. True. And she's like, oh, he ate all of us. <laughs> there weren't <laughs> enough left. And he saw that his food supply was dwindling. So that's why. Damn. Yeah. Why don't you guys move away to a yeah. different town? <laughs> I mean, I don't... Time to move away that. from home, Anna. Yeah. Get a so job in a brothel somewhere. Right? So they're opening crates, opening crates, crates open, crates open. They're all full of dirt. All dirt, of them. Dirt, dirt, dirt. dirt, 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 dirt all dirt, full dirt, of dirt. Then they come to the crate that has like the emblazoned dragon, dragon seal on it. And this one looks different. Like you kind of have to, it's kind of like a... It almost looks like a cool like puzzle lock where you got to take this off and slide this back and pull this lever and blah, blah, blah on all four corners. So they open it and they lift the lid. Anna points the gun and it's a bunch of maggots and dirt and all this stuff. Maggots are worse than rats, maybe, I think. Oh, maggots maggots are worse than rats. A thousand, a thousand percent. Also inside is a very posh cane with the head of a dragon on top. So whoever this monstrous dirt dweller is has a bit of class as well. (laughs) And she says, Welp, we found where the devil sleeps. So you found his coffin of dirt and all of his other crates of dirt. Question 13, what do you do? What do they do? I'm going to bring them all up to deck where the sunshine is so he has nowhere to sleep. Hand in hand. And then he has to be on fire. Point for you. 
I do not know why they didn't connect these dots. I guess they don't know Dra Dracula lore. So they just say we found where he sleeps. Cool. Um, cut to the cook in the boat uh, with a lantern and fog. Those are the two things on the boat with him. Lantern, fog. <laughs> and he can't see shit. He's like, am I rowing away from the ship or towards the ship? I cannot see right. anything. So serves you right, you piece of shit. And then all of a sudden, he hears flapping. <gasps> and no one can see shit until... We hear a whispering voice repeating the prayer that the cook was saying over again. So all we hear is, I cried and you heard my voice. Ooh, creepy. And the cook starts crying and then a giant human bat lands <laughs> on the stern of the lifeboat and I wrote so scary exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point except I had a typo and wrote so scary <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrifying yes question question in the back is the stern front or back stern fuck at the bow of the ship looking for I think the bow is the front and the stern is the back so it lands on the bow of the ship, searching for a new land. That's from Hamilton. And I feel like Hamilton would be. Is it on the, the front, front or the back of the it's ship? On the front. It's on the front, but it's a okay. rowboat. So you're going backwards. It doesn't fucking <laughs> matter. I don't fucking care where the bat fucking landed. It landed on the goddamn lifeboat. And you're on it. So now you have three companions on this boat. The lantern, fog, and a bat man. man. <laughs> but not the good kind. <laughs> so the crew on the ship hears a scream and a bell. Was there a bell? Maybe you had a, another companion and it was a bell. I brought boat. a bell with me. I think maybe it's like for fog where it's like, hello, I'm a lifeboat. Yeah. You can't see me, but I'm a bell. Um, but we still can't see anything. And then the lifeboat just kind of bumps back up against the ship empty. And everyone's just like, <gasps> oh, well, the good news is we have our lifeboat back, I guess. <laughs> Cut to Wojciech coming into the captain's chambers. Oh. And the captain is not doing well. And he looks at Wojciech and says, you would have made a good captain oh. if we'd just seen London. Wojciech comes back out and Abrams asks if Toby needs anything. And Wojciech doesn't say anything, meaning when he went in there, he saw that Toby was dead. Toby! Cut to day. Clemens... Comes this up to fucking captain. guy's a real jerk. A real jerk. He just killed the cutest little nine-year-old Toby. A little baby boy. I so, don't like him. 
I think that's the consensus on the boat, honestly. I don't think he has a ton of fans on this boat. Nobody seems to be Team Dracula at all. He's a jerk face, that's why. Yeah. So Clemens comes up to the captain and he's like, Toby's body is is wrapped up. Um, You know, like we're ready to like, you know, say goodbye kind of thing. Um, And Captain is just like something along the lines of, well, we're each being delivered to hell one by one. Like he's just like, this sucks. (laughs) Cut to Toby's body on a plank. Mm. And... No, no, but none of the men can speak. So Anna says a little prayer and she says, Dear Lord, take this sweet boy. May he never again be hungry. May he never be cold. May he never be scared. This world is cruel and uncaring. May Toby find his next home to be a kinder one. (laughs) And they're about to dump his body overboard when the shroud covering him moves and we definitely see that it was the wind like it was definitively the wind but the captain says wait no he's alive i saw him move and they're all like no he didn't move captain but captain lifts the shroud and toby's very dead very extremely dead and he's looking at his his face and then his eyes open no pupils and he grabs the captain by his hand and burst into flames so now the captain is on fire and toby's body is on fire so everyone like grabs uh the captain off of toby's inflamed body question 15 what do you do what do they do so you've pulled the captain off vampire toby is alive and on fire what do you do what do they do Push him into the sea, hand in hand. Yeah. So they throw him overboard. He sinks to the bottom. Captain is crying on the ground, kind of singed. Like, you know, he didn't fully catch on fire, but... Yeah, physically and emotionally. Yeah. So cut to the captain in bed, all sad and burned up. Clemens asks to speak to Wojciech. And this is a little convoluted. So basically what I'm going to say is like Clemens has a job or Clemens has a plan. Wojciech doesn't like it, tells him to go fuck his plan. And he's like, you can't think your way out of this one, doctor or whatever. And then we kind of get some backstory about like the racism that was just as prevalent back then because he's like, stop making fun of like me being smart. Basically, he's like, it's. My life hasn't been easy. So I guess kind of the the vibe that I'm getting is that like Wojciech judges him for being educated in a way that's like you think you're better than me kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little convoluted. But basically we get that um, Clemens went to Cambridge, got educated mm-hmm. as a surgeon. He Whoa. was the best in his class, but he couldn't fucking get a job anywhere <gasps> because he's black. Then the king of Romania, which I guess is Bulgaria or once was Bulgaria, whatever, um, gets well, wind. Romania uh, is where Transylvania is, right? Right. Well, that's so, because we learn. So the king of Romania, 
hears tell of the doctor who graduated at the top of his class at Cambridge. So he sends for that doctor. That doctor is Clemens. He gets there to the king's palace and the Um, king's like, never mind, you're black. So that's why Clemens was at that port in the first place in Bulgaria, Romania, wherever Mm -hmm. the fuck, because he thought he was going there for a job. And so... He's like, I told the captain all I wanted was the world to make sense. I need the world to make sense. I need it to make sense. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wojciech is like, and then what? And Clemens is like, I'm going to kill the motherfucker. But like probably he probably didn't say it like he was in the movie Snakes on a Plane. But like he that was the gist of it is like, you know, we're going to kill this motherfucker. So cut to them making a plan. So it's Clemens, Wojciech, Anna and Abrams. Uh, the captain is kind of useless at this point. He's all burned up. So here's their plan. They're going to, vo- uh, sorry, Wojciech says, here's the plan. We're going to barricade ourselves in here till we get to London. It ran from our guns last night. Anna's like, no, it fucking didn't. It was rationing. The only reason it's only killed one of us per night is not because we scare it away every time. It's because it doesn't want to eat all of its food supply in one go. So like it didn't run away from your guns. It had eaten its fill and then went back to not be seen again. And she's like, once we hit open waters and could no longer make port, it stayed below deck and fed off, uh, fed off of Anna until it could come out and eat all of us. Um, but now we're a day away and it doesn't need us anymore. So now it's going to kill us all. Um, we must kill it. And Abrams is like, we can't even fucking find it. And Anna's like, we got to sink the boat with him on it. So Wojciech then loses it because it's his home and his boat is the heart of his soul or whatever the fuck. And Clemens is like, the ship is the living part. The ship is the people on it, not the wood and timber and nails. And Clemens grabs an axe and Wojciech stops him and is like, no, it's my ship. I'll do it. So meaning like the axe is going to be the thing that whatever cuts, chops a hole in the boat, cut to them on deck. And their plan is to nail up the hold, the grate to the cargo, whatever, which I'm like, he just busts through it. I didn't like this plan. That's why I'm telling like, it was hard to follow. I didn't really understand what they were doing and it didn't seem like it was going to work. So as I describe it to you, just kind of go with me. I'm not going to ask you any questions about the plan, basically. But what they're saying is we're going to nail up the cargo hold. Then Anna's going to be at the helm. She's bait. We're going to be up in the crow's nest up at the top. And uh, he's going to come out. We're going to looking for Anna uh, because Anna was saying, like, we're connected. I can feel him. He wants me the most kind of thing. We're going to wound him and then we're going to sink the ship and send the wounded beast to a watery grave. So like they know that the guns won't kill it, but they're hoping it'll injure it and then he'll sink and whatever. Cut to Clemens coming into the captain's room to be like, we have a plan. Do you want to hear about it? Uh, It's torn the fuck apart. And he's looking through all of his logs and he's like crazed. And he's saying, he's like, there needs to be a record. There needs to be a record. And Clemens is like, no, there doesn't like we're abandoning ship like this is to get your priorities together and captain then pulls out a pistol and is like no he's like he comes to me 
He whispers to me behind my own eyes. He can bring Toby back. He told me he can bring Toby back. I just have to get the Demeter to London. I just have to get the Demeter to shore and he'll bring Toby back. And he points the gun at Clemens and then Anna comes in. And Anna just kind of like walks right up to him, even though he's pointing a gun. And she's her whole vibe is just like, bitch, you know, that's not true. Like you fucking know, like deep down, you know, that's not true. And she's like, and he points the gun at Anna and Anna doesn't flinch. She just keeps walking toward him. And she's like, sometimes when I dream, I remember who I was. But mostly I just think of who I was in that box. How every time he came for me and tore into my flesh, drank his fill, dirt would then seep into the wounds, filling it up. And the captain is like, you can't sink the Demeter. He's still pointing the gun at her. And she's like, picture Toby's face, his smile. Think of that dirt filling him up because that's what the devil does. Do not let him do that to the memory of your boy. And she hands him the rosary that Toby had in his hands and um, hands him the rosary that Toby had in his hands. Question 16, what do you do? What does Captain do? Uh, I think hand in hand, we go with them and their plan. Yeah, he puts the gun down and he says, I will sail the ship out to sea. And when she finally goes, the monster will never be able to reach the home, I know. And Clemens is like, there's no need for you to stay on board, man. And if you know anything about ship captains, the captain always goes down down with the ship. So he's also like, also, where the fuck would I go? Like, I'm dying on this ship, basically. Mm -hmm. Cut to sundown. Abrams and Wojciech in the crow's nest. They can see the shores of England. They, they can literally look and be like, it's right there. <laughs> and But of course, a fucking storm is blowing in again. Also, fog is engulfing the ship. <laughs> and Abrams is like, I can't see shit. So Clemens tells Anna, uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically, Anna's like, we're connected. I can feel and sense him and he feels it too. He'll come for me. While he's focused on me, you know what to do. And then we hear a low growling noise. Anna ropes the helm. Remember I told you they like mm-hmm. put a rope on it. Stands out in the open. And then Anna turns to them and she's like, he knows. Meaning like, he knows the plan. He knows their plan. <gasps> Up in the crow's nest, a flapping sound. And Wojciech is like, dear God, it has wings. And he does like a drive-by of Wojciech and Abrams, which makes Abrams drop his gun and also like pins Abrams up against like a wooden banister and the rope behind him. And he breaks through the banister and goes flying through the air and fucking Dracula comes and like eats him out of the air and then just drops him. So it's just like blood. Oh no. (laughs) And drops like his bloody body down the sail, uh, which we remember from the beginning, like this weird like smear mark down the sail. Wojciech is now like trying to climb down like, and it's a POV of Dracula. And all of a sudden there's silence. 
and Wojciech stops. And I'm like, stop, to keep going, go down, stop. You're just like hanging there. I mean, he's probably going to eat you once you get to deck either way, but I feel like I'd rather get eaten on deck than be like hanging from the mast. But he stops and he looks around and then he hears sounds of wings landing near him. But again, can't see anything and he's attacked. <laughs> Wojciech is then thrown down and into the cargo like he falls through. He's alive, but the bone is coming out of his leg. Ooh. And he's crawling through the cargo while Anna and Clemens get the lifeboat ready. Wojciech is trying to stand because he sees the shadow of the thing like around him, hunting him. He manages to like shut himself inside of something. Uh, above deck, fucking storm again. Wojciech is below deck with the axe. Question 17, what do you do? What does Wojciech do? Axe a whole... I mean, I think he acts as a whole... I think I'm going to axe a whole too. Got to keep your soul alive. Yeah, and your soul is the boat. Try to save all these people. Yeah. Save, save the world, really. Yeah. Let me go. So Wojciech starts axing a hole in the boat, but behind him, he's attacked. So he does get a hole in the boat, but probably not as big as we would have wanted. Clemens is looking all over for him. Like, he's supposed to be back up there. Like, you know, we got to get on this boat. Let's do this. He finds him. But it's too late. He's dead. So he grabs the axe. And now he tries to get the captain to get on the lifeboat with him. Cut to the captain at the wheel, though. And he's tying himself to the wheel of the boat. Clemens is like looking for Anna. We see Captain securing the wheel and tying himself to it. And then Dracula comes down and he like holds the rosary out of that was Toby's. And he's like, I renounce you. Lore of this doesn't do shit. Dracula does not appear to give two flying fucks about crucifixes, rosaries or anything like that in this particular one. So he's attacked by the time Clemens gets to him. Uh, he appears dead and Clemens like touches his face and the captain wakes up. So Clemens tries to untie him and the captain's like, no, stop. And he's like, I was true to my trust. Tell them that I was true to my trust, meaning the ship. Mm -hmm. Clemens promises. The captain dies. Clemens then goes to find Anna. And he starts, like, yelling at Dracula, being like, you're not as cool as you think you are, motherfucker. That's basically the gist. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're not as cool as you think you are, Dracula. That's kind of the gist of it. And uh, he turns, and we see Dracula in his, like, full form. And listen, he's not, like, a man-shaped. He's not, like, man-shaped with bat wings. He's a bat with a human head that's, like, six feet tall. Wow. Like, his, like his legs are kind of webbed, too. Like, he's not, he's gross. Like, he's very upsetting and, and more bat-like than we want him to be. It was <laughs> upsetting. It was very, very upsetting. And uh, it, what happens? Oh, throws him down and we're like Clemens is done for he drops the axe but then all of a sudden 
Dracula shot like in the back. Now again, it doesn't kill him, but like it does, like it hurts him, you know. So Clemens is able to get away. Dracula then goes and attacks um, Anna, and this was really cool. I've never seen this before. So he's got these big bat wings, and he's like engulfing her, but like her face is like pushed through his bat wings, so we can like see like the imprint of her face like being smothered yeah, yeah, by yeah, his yeah. bat wing. <laughs> Clemens picks up the axe. Axis Dracula in the back. Anna escapes, but now he has Clemens by the throat and is like holding him up. And he's like, I don't fear you. And we just hear, you will. And then he just like slowly takes his big long nail and like very slowly slices down his neck. But Anna sees something. (laughs) I was going to try to ask this as a question. I was like, bitch, Kim is not going to know which way is up or down, which way is stern or bow, port or starboard. (laughs) I'm just going to tell her what happens. So here's what's going on. He's standing up on some mid-tall part of the boat. And he's holding Clemens up putting a little cut into his neck, really milking the whole thing, right? Which works in Nana's favor because she starts sawing away at a piece of rope. What that rope does, Dracula is about to bite. The rope comes dislodged. Dracula hears it, drops Clemens. He and Anna jump overboard onto like pieces of shipwreck and the mast creates this swing that pins Dracula up up against another, like, piece of the boat. So he's, like, (laughs) stuck there like this. What now, Batman? As the ship sinks. Cut to shore, and we see a lighthouse. Still nighttime, like, still real time. And the man in the lighthouse sends his son to go get the constable. So we're, like, kind of coming back to the beginning now. Because the ship is trying to get through the breakers, he says. On the ship, we see Dracula push the pole off of him and fly off into the night. Mm. Cut to dawn. Clemens and Anna are floating. They can see the coast. And Clemens is like, we're so close. We're so close. And then Anna turns to him. And her eyes are kind of white. (gasps) And Clemens is like, no, no. And she's like, I've known for days. The transfusions only delayed it. Oh, because she got your blood. So it appears that like this particular lore, like Dracula, it like acts as an infection almost. So like if you let the infection go on too long, then you turn basically if he doesn't kill you outright yeah. kind of thing so that's that's why uh and she's like this is the only choice i've ever been able to make for myself in my life in my village the elders made all the choices for me and also i was chosen to be the travel Sacrifice. snack Yeah, for Dracula. And that sucked for me. So I'm choosing to die on my own terms. So she like pushes her part of the shipwreck away and floats out as the sun comes up over the horizon and she bursts into flames. Oh, poetic. Cut to 
extra, extra, shipwreck, no survivors in town, you see? And we just see horses and cabbages going through the streets of London. We're in London. And then we hear a voiceover of Clemens. I've arrived in London. The creature hunts for blood somewhere in the city. But I know where it lays to rest during the day. <gasps> and we see that uh, he's in a pub and a bar wench um, who's like a real, I mean, she is, mwah, ec- she is central casting bar wench. She is just <laughs> living her best bar wench life. And this is where she says, Carfax Abbey, Carafe Abbey, something along those lines. And she's like, you're the no owner. And he's like, no, I'm not. And but I know who is or something like that. And she's like, well, it's a few hours away by cabbage to reach it from here. But you might as well wait till morning. It gets real dark on the malls out there. And he's like, I was thinking the same thing. So he's going (laughs) to wait till morning. And then we hear, I have finally seen the true darkness that dwells beneath the surface of this world. The evil that neither reason nor science can explain. And we see that he's in the public sketching a picture of Anna. Yet I've also seen its beauty and those willing to give it all to protect it. Behind him, he hears... And we see a cane on the ground being knocked, you know, on the ground like that. And we see a top hat and just like the side of a face turning, but it's like blocked by like a big wingback chair and a hissing breath and a shadowed smiling Dracula face. And then Clemens feels a nail in his neck, but there's nothing there. So he runs out into the streets and says, and so I will pursue this foul beast and send it back to hell where it belongs. (laughs) Sounds like there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. Credits. I loved it. It was gorgeous. And it's like, I thought they did a really good job because it was like, everybody knows Dracula. Everybody knows Bram Stoker's Dracula. People more well-versed than us probably knew like exactly whether or not this was the beginning or end of Bram. I'm thinking it was probably the end now that I'm playing it through, but I'm sure people are screaming at us. Um, But they really like made it interesting in a way where I was like, I didn't see where this was going a lot of Mm. the times. Mm -hmm. Like even the fact that I knew that like there was a shipwreck with no survivors, I was still just kind of like, but how how? do we get here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me total your points. Hi, Sammies! So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool, it's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Dead or Alive's really saved you, ma'am, because you got eight out of ten for your Dead or Alive's. And actually, you didn't do that bad on the questions. You got 24 out of 34. I feel like I did horrible on my questions. I feel like at the end where it was kind of like, you're on a ship. How do, how do ships work? That was tough for you. <laughs> but 24 out of 34 That's was pretty good for thought. a total of 32 out of 44. The last voyage of the Demeter. I'll take it. 
was great. Um, all right. That was fun. Well, and looked like really scary fun. faces on from the very little I've seen of it. And my favorite kind of scary imagery where it's like also gorgeous. You know what I mean? Like even when he's standing as like a creepy bat, it's like up against this beautiful oh. foggy shit. Like it's exactly. It was quite <laughs> beautiful. Um, all right. Well, as always. Thanks for listening, everyone. And hanging out with so us much. for two to three hours of your week. Yeah. <laughs> um, this has been, you know, Kim and Kat stay alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay, stay alive. alive. I just tried to search all of those weird terms, but I was searching it in um, Instacart. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing came up. Nothing came up. You couldn't buy a fetus Voldemort on Instacart? No, I I couldn't. I couldn't. So there's that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.